something that in the, the book of Daniel 6, the chapter 6 I'm going to talk about just a little bit, is when uh, Daniel went through some trials in his life. He had a lot of things happen to him, some good things. He was in a kingdom. Darius was over it. He was a uh, the top uh, person in the area. And God continuously promoted him. Continuously promoted him. And every time he, he did something, it looked like uh, it was going to get better and better for him. He really made real progress every day. How many know that Daniel came out of a real bad situation? Uh, Israel, Jerusalem was burned down, everything, and they brought them in there, made eunuchs out of them, and the, him and the other three Hebrews, and some, a lot of other young men were made servants to the king, and Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego excelled in the things of God, or the things of, concerning that kingdom, because they would not defile their self with the things of the king. And every one of us knows that we need to excel daily, don't we? We need to get a little bit real progress daily. I'm not looking for somebody that just shoots like a rocket and then fails and just runs out of steam. I want to see progression in my life. I'm talking to myself. Real progress daily. And so don't get your eyes on somebody that's in and out, in and up and down. You need to find somebody like your pastor, the leadership of this church, uh, the elders of this church that are steady and make uh, every service a, a mandate to be there. The strength of the church is not on Sunday, it's on Wednesday night. And Wednesday nights are the people are come to hear what thus saith the Lord and break it down. I get excited about revival because I'm a revivalist, but I understand that I need the meat of the Word of God. Because if I'm going to, some battles I'm going to win, it's going to be inch by inch. Amen. Just a little here, a little there. And sometimes I get in a fight with the devil. We don't know who's winning. But it's well matched because a real fight, you don't know who's winning. Amen. And Paul said, I fought a good fight. And a good fight is he throwed a punch and the devil throwed a punch and the flesh throwed a punch. And, and the only way I punched this thing out is I come in here and got the word of God. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord and get that blood to pump him? Amen. So we understand that. That Daniel had some problems, amen? He had some real heavy problems. David, on the other hand, when David was coming along as a young man, he, uh, he, 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 he had some battles in his life. And somehow he wound up in Saul's, uh, 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 in Saul's kingdom, in his house, in his, what, I don't want to say castle, but his house. And he was a minister to Saul. And then he was sent back, and it was King Saul. He was sent back to tend his father's sheep. It's like a demotion, you know what I mean? You ever thought you were going to get somewhere and then you were demoted? How many was just like uh, you, you're working one job one day and then the next, you know, this is going to be a gravy job and oh my God, I can do this rest of my life and then you found out it was just for an hour until somebody else come back. <laughs> I remember years ago, a very long time ago, I just barely pulled it out. Back in the 1900s, I was uh, working a job and I went and, and I was driving some big forklift and that's all I did. And I got $12 an hour driving that forklift. And I thought, man, this is all right. I'll do this. Wow. That was big money back then. And the next day I showed up and there was a ground pounder waiting on with my name on it. And I had tennis shoes on. And when it hit my foot like it broke it, I walked off the job. I walked off the job. I lost a good job because I could not be demoted. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
And so David is having a problem uh, with the sheep. And of course, in those, those situations when God demotes you, he wants to reassure you he's with you. So when you're being put down, get ready to be put back up. Somebody say amen. Lift your hand up to the Lord. Just because you can't preach every meeting you get a, a, a heart for doesn't mean God doesn't see you wanting to. The want to to be to last will, will make you stronger and stronger. Just make sure, look at your neighbor and say, you've got to have real progress. You've got to have real progress daily. Daily. Every day you should be advancing. Because when you start backing up, you're going to lose a whole lot. That you're, Even your memory will lose the things that you once learned and you can't retain it. I've seen people that have backslid and they got away from God. Backslide means they got away from God. They just went away and it took their memory. It took the scriptures. And when the devil gets through, he's going to steal, kill, and then destroy. He's going to completely destroy anything you have left. David finds himself in such a dilemma because he is trying to deal with the emotion. And sometimes our flesh gets in the way. I thought you told me I was going to do this. I thought you, I was always going to be in this house. I thought I, I would always be in this situation in my life. And you may be presenting yourself right now to the Lord and say, Lord, I didn't know this, this thing could get so rough in marriage. I didn't know that children could be so uh, hard to raise. I, and, and I know it's hard because when I, well, when I was single, I could worship God so freely. And I could give my money away and I could live on my grandma's food the rest of the week. But I found out when I got married, this woman, had, I said, God, this woman thou hast given me. Amen. She's the reason why we're broke. I'm not even looking out there. Somebody say real progress daily. Real, I was making real progress daily. I was buying stuff that I wouldn't even touch. And it, all of a sudden I found out it wasn't embarrassing. After you get over the embarrassment and realize this is your part, then you gotta you got to bring some things under subjection. One of the things is I can't spend money loosely or freely. I can't buy everything I see. I can't eat every kind of candy I want. I've got to be a man. When I was a child, I did childish things. i got to pay. Matter of fact, I learned when I got married, I had to pay our bills. And at first you have two checks coming in and then eventually you learn that your check is her check and somebody can somebody say man? Just hang out there. We just fake it till we make it. Just keep on. But tell somebody right now, tell me church, real progress daily. And when you get that down, you'll understand that every time I do something going forward, though I'm taking three steps backwards, I am achieving something great. And the Lord gets glory out of me. Just looks like I'm backsliding, but I'm still fighting. If you're going to die or you're going to give out, give out going forward in God. Because if you die, He can resurrect you. If you grow faith, He can restore you. He can give you life when there's no life. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and so it, it was amazing to see that in, in David's life, him going backwards. Nobody ever talks about it. They talk about how the strength came all of a sudden. I'm telling you, it was the gloomiest day on the planet. Back keeping the sheep. Back cleaning up the babies, the, the newborns, and getting that membrane off and all this. 
and that smell. I'm going to tell you why the lion and the bear came. Because he didn't take care of the afterbirth, which is a very horrible smell. And traps all kinds of beasts. And, and you know that on the farm. Everybody knows that. You get rid of that or something's going to come get that newborn. And so then that bear came and that lion came. And guess what? David had to get out of his pity party. You know, somebody said, I hate this job. Well, you know, somebody else will take it right from you. They would love to have that job. Matter of fact, if you don't like your wife, just quit paying your tithes. She'll leave on her own. I found out a long time ago, the Bible says that the Lord, another man will take your wife. Some man in the church I was pastoring, I asked him, said, why don't you pay tithes? He said, I'm believing the scriptures. And somebody's going to take her from me. That was one of those situations where I had real progress daily. Look at your neighbor and tell them, real progress daily. Amen. This is a Wednesday night and you know who I am and I know who you are, so get over it. We, we need the Word of God to help us. Amen. We need to realize that everything happens for a reason. And David is out there now. now he... He, he, it's not only has he got the worst job, but the machine is broke down and everything's trying to kill him on the job. You know, you get demoted and it doesn't stop just by the boss saying you do this bad job. Everything comes at you. People look at you different, even at your own church. You start finding fault with yourself and you start thinking, I wish I had their car. I've done that. How many's ever wanted somebody else's car? I rebuke that spirit of lust in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I have lusted after other people's cars. You never have. You never have, you liar. You need to pray through. That's why we're going to have a little altar call in a minute. We get to look at his stuff and we want. How many of you ever lusted after somebody else's job? I'm not going to get into the woman thing and the man thing. I won't go there. But I'll tell you what. I would sure like their lifestyle, wouldn't you? Don't they look like they got it made? And you're over there suffering with those few sheep and all those babies. And you were up there in the palace. You were under the anointing one. You had it. You were singing to him and you were throwing up some great jams. Now you're back to singing to these blinded sheep. They couldn't see you if they wanted to because their sight is so short. They trust your voice. That's where you develop. Sometimes God will set you back to remind you of where you came from. And when he gets, when he gets you reminded where you came from, get ready. He's about to anoint you to a supreme battle. I love the Lord, don't you? Let's bring our next character witness in here. Somebody said, I'm growing daily. Amen. I'm real progress daily. Your pastor tell you real progress too. Amen. Those you that pastor you know you. I will. I don't know you. Your neighbor doesn't know you, but your pastor will know you, and they'll love you in spite of you. Where the scripture says they're a friend, they stick closer to a brother. They said your own brother wouldn't hang out with you, but your pastor will. Y'all need to run up here and give him a hug and. And a Big Mac, something like that, or whatever he wants, and tell us, thank you, friend. 
I'm making real progress daily. Isn't that right? The next next person uh, is really a uh, trio I'm talking about. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They have been advanced. They went through all the tutoring. That they had found out what the king wants. They they didn't have any other goals in their life, of course, because they were eunuchs and and uh, they were made up their mind they weren't going to sin against God. It's kind of like coming to the altar. And I can't produce, only God can produce. When I come to get the Holy Ghost and I will get baptized in Jesus' name and I make an advance towards God, I'm saying I'm committing my all to God. I am dying. I am dead. If anything comes out of me, it will be God. And so this is what they're like. They're in this strange environment. And uh, it's, it's a, a very worldly place. The Bible says we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And we jump on about standards. But what he's saying is the conditions you go through, they shouldn't change you. They should make you. Though it never changes, it should make you. The hardships shouldn't make you hard. They make you easy to entreat. If you leave this church and every one of you gets a speeding ticket going home, you shouldn't say, well, I was at church where you were speeding. So Nebuchadnezzar had a real problem. He had already had a vision, a dream, I might say. He was a big dreamer. And uh, he dreamed about a big statue of, uh, 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 had a gold head and, and the, the different parts of the body, the iron feet, uh, the brass feet, uh, legs, and belly, silver belly, and, and a head of gold, and uh, shoulders of what was it, silver? Does anybody know? He was made up. He had a wild dream. If somebody here, if you had a dream like that and this was not recorded, people would shun you. But he was a king and he wanted something done. He wanted to figure it out. And so Daniel came and interpreted. And so Nebuchadnezzar decided, I'm going to go rock star and I'm going to build a solid gold statue. I mean, it's thick, it's big. I don't know where they found all that gold. And I'd like to know where it all went. But you should be in love with the gold because God said he's going to make heaven streets of pure gold. So that should be something you could walk over, not walk to, but walk over. And so if it's going to be beneath us, we should allow, just like these Hebrews, it didn't bother them either. It doesn't matter what kind of idol the world builds for us to follow. If we will follow the Lord, it will always work out. Every time you think about doing something great for God, you need to realize that if I'm going to do it, I've got to have real progress daily. You remember that, Corey. You say it when I point at you because I'll forget it. Real progress daily. Look at me and say it, brother. Look all of you say it. Real progress daily. These boys had it together. They were the fairest in the land. They, they, they won all the beauty contests. How many boys out there have won a beauty contest lately? Just a couple. Why? Just one. And, and they, they were sharp looking guys. And they had their, it was their complexion. So I'm down there was a lot of something wrong with people's skin. But they had beautiful skin. And I don't think they stood in front of the mirror combing their hair like I do. But they just, they just, just shined. Something shined about them. You know, when we get the Holy Ghost, I've never seen nothing like it. When you get the Spirit of the Lord... You will shine from within. The Bible says the soul of a man 
or woman is the candle of the Lord. So when the Lord touches you, He lights you up. In other words, illuminates you. And what's inside you should show out. Now, I, I, I want to say this, and I don't want to do a rabbit trail just for a moment. But I was in a service just recently, and we were in deep intercession. It's one of those services that God planned, and, and people began to break out and cry and speak in tongues. And I was watching them, and all of a sudden their flesh started cracking, and I could see this. Now, I don't run from the prophetic, but I don't run after it. But I was looking at it, and I said, this is another one for me. And their flesh started cracking, and light started shining out of their flesh. And I said, these are earthen vessels. And they are cracking, just like getting cracked that lamp and that light shone out. And I said, the power of God is breaking through their flesh barrier. Oh, I wish God could do that here tonight. I wish you could do it here. You have paid such a price. You have paid such a price to be here. You have paid such a real progress, David. That's what's going to make it. That's where it comes to serving God. You have real progress every day. You may have a burning fever at home, can't get out of the bed because some kind of consumption, but you know that if He heals you, you'll either live or die, but if He doesn't, you're going to see Him again, and you have this confidence in God, and that light just starts getting brighter and brighter, and you're making real progress daily. Amen. And so these young men really were advancing. They were having a good time. And I can just see them, you know, just walking around. Oh, and the fair boys, you know, they're the good-looking guys. They're the, they're the elite uh, Jews. And, and all of a sudden, they start getting advances. And they start getting blessings. That's the way it is in the church. I'm going to tell you something. You're not, you don't get advanced because you are skilled. Did we pay our electric bill this week? <laughs> We've got a flash on the flash. I thought people was taking pictures of me. I thought I was back in Vegas. I said, please hold. Please hold it. But you have to realize it's not because of your, your ability. It's because of your commitment that you advance in God. You understand? Now, if I was a devil, I would send something to block you. I would say, listen, that's enough. I want to throw something in your life and block you. And that's why that fiery furnace got heated up seven times. That's why all of a sudden Nebuchadnezzar turns into a vile person. Now, just remember this. The tempter won't quit tempting you after he tempts you one time. He told them, he said, you bow or you're going to be burned. You're going to be burned alive if you cannot bow to the statue. And they played the music. They played all kinds of music. They, they had the, the juice harp out there. They had the violin. They had the, they had the banjo, the guitar. They had the battle of the banjos. They were getting after it. Everybody could play. They were playing the spoons. I could just see Jeremy out there with the spoons hitting them. The tambourine with the coke tops. I mean, it was really going on. It was revival mode. It was just, let's, let's get this over. This is for the king. And he called himself the king of kings. And he, he said, no, nah, this not all I need you to do is bow. Yeah. And when it came to it, he, they did not bow. And there must have been some other people that weren't bowing, the ones that called. There's always people that will watch you when you're at your worst. You've got to remember that. Right. Or your best. Yeah. 
And when you start standing up, amen, it will show out. Amen. You progress that you make progress daily and you keep progressing on and on and on in God. And you watch, you'll get a chance. You'll get an opportunity. I remember I was at the Woodman of the World. Anybody ever heard of Woodman of the World? Raise your hand if you have. Bring ten dollars apiece. Uh, I was at Woodman of the World in Omaha, Nebraska. And I flew up there and I was uh, being recruited as a workman that sold uh, this life insurance. And I was up there the first day and everybody wanted to go downstairs at the local restaurant and have dinner, lunch or whatever on the outside. And everybody was sitting at a round table, about 20 people. And the girl started taking the orders. And this guy, man, I didn't even know that. I, the most I ever drank was just out of a bottle, not even with a chaser. He ordered something with a twist of this and that. And it was, I knew it was high good, buddy. And so the next person, I knew they didn't know what they were doing because they said, I'll have what he's having. And it just went all around and everybody's going to get drunk before we got out of there. And she came to me and I said, uh, they looked at me and I didn't want to make a show, but I had to make a stand. I was not going to bow. Nobody would have known it if I'd have got polluted up there. But I said, uh, I was waiting. I was like, mm -hmm. play, that, play that harp as high as you can. Hit that key on that guitar. Amen. Take that high note. And it was just, just, just a beautiful day. And I said, do you guys, uh, do you have just regular iced tea? And I had to say it that way because I know a pastor to order a good long glass of iced tea. And he got a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> and you know what happened? I had something happened. Everything started backing up. The church was put in this world to back things up. When God put you in the altar, he didn't say, oh, now you just have to give in to everything. He said, when I put you in the church, you are going to be the stopping point for sin. You are. Amen. My wife and I, for three years, we were at church nearly every night, and it was usually at our church. And my, my aunt and uncle came to see us and found us at home. One time they said, you mean you're finally home? We've come to see you for about two years and you're never here. Where have you been at? We have been in church because God is setting something in our spirit. Amen. That's, it's going to be unmovable and it's going to move the empire of the enemy. And every order was canceled. Do you know how much money came out of that restaurant that quick? All those people needed somebody to stand. All your friends need is for you to take a stand. I'm not talking about just being halfway in and I'm not talking about, well, maybe I'll live for God today and tomorrow I don't know where I'll be. I'm talking about being bold in the Lord and saying I will live for God 100%. It doesn't matter how I move or how I act. It's important to have my spirit in the God. I've had days where I really, really like to be by myself. And that was yesterday. 
And today I wanted to study and be by myself. And you know my phone just rang off the wall. And I thank God for that airplane mode. You put it on airplane and people don't know. They asked me later when I turned on, where have you been? I've been flying all day long. <laughs> the problem with the situation is it grew intense. And then out of intense situations, don't blow it. You hear me? Don't blow it. And it's good to get to what somebody else is not going to bow. You need to find me some friends. I, I remember when I first got in the church, uh, I, I thought Corinthians was Corinth, Mississippi. Well, it's an honest mistake to just like those people. Have you ever noticed that? If I was that town, I'd name myself Philippians or something. I'd change my name. Corinth, Mississippi. And so I got with two people, two other guys. You couldn't believe it, but there were two other people that wanted to live for God besides me. It was Ernie and another guy. And one, Ernie was old, and Wendell was real young. So we had the young and the old and the restless. And I was the rest of one. And I thought, my God, if I could just feel that God of heaven one more time. Because I was on my way to the penitentiary. I was on my way to the drug house. I was on my way to all kinds of horrible problems. And God reached down and filled me. Not only did he fill me, he overfilled me. I'm not running on half a tank here tonight. It's been uh, 35, almost 40 years. I'm not running on half a day. I'm preaching more than I ever have. I'm doing more conventions than I ever have. And I have more pastors calling me to control them and give them guidance. Amen. I know what my God can do if I can stay full of the Holy Ghost. And there is no reason why we can't. You know what you need to do right now? You need to look at your neighbor. Tell them real progress daily. Did you know? They knew they were pouring that gold. They knew this is going to happen. All of them knew. They already had their mind made up. When Daniel was up there in the lion's den, before he got in the lion's den, he heard the decree. You think it just looked up on him? Daniel, you've been praying three times a day. He knew it. He heard the decree. And the Bible says he went to the, his window. He opened that window up. He looked towards Jerusalem. And he bowed his knee. He got up. When you think the devil's through, you're on the first invitation to crazy. A whole week I stayed up there in Omaha, Nebraska, in the Woodman Tower. It was so high you could feel it moving. I don't ever want to build a house up like that on something so high you feel it moving. Wind would blow it. The last night, the last night they sent word, we want everybody to come to the bar tonight. Just to take pictures. That's what I was afraid of. Because God takes pictures too. Amen. Some places you, somebody says, I pray the Lord will he deliver me. Well, you need to quit, quit putting yourself in the valley of temptation. If you want to be delivered, quit laying things in front of you. Get it cleared out when the, when the decree is made. You can walk through it. God gives you a God doesn't wait to give you a message after you go through something. He gives it for you a week before. I notice when these preachers preach, that stuff they say, it's going to happen a week later. 
What would it be like if I didn't come and eat at the house and I had to go all through something and I didn't have the strength to get through it? You were going to be, it's going to be counted of you, not what you knew, but what you could have known. Not what you did, but what you could have done. Amen. That makes you want to tighten up and say, hey, listen, I need to get some shoe leather behind me and I need to make some tracks. Amen. And they sent word, and, and the good old ones with me was the Methodist, and he lived out here in Ripley, Mississippi. I don't even know his name. And he said, I believe I'm going to go. He got dressed up, took him an hour to get dressed. Oh, he was old enough to be y'all's grandpa at that time. I said, he's going up there. And then he said, you ain't going? Uh, no. Well, I wasn't going to go, but I thought about it, and I said, you know, you know it's pretty good. Boys won't hurt. Are you going to go? No. Why aren't you going to go? I said, I made mine. A made of mine is hard to bend. You hear me? It's hard to bend. And I'll tell you, that's what, the, and the devil come one more time with those boys. And he said, listen. Nebuchadnezzar said, listen. These, these guys were fixing to toast. This is important people. We promoted them. You're the fairest guys in the land. We're fixing to get rid of you. We're fixing to burn you. Now, I want to let you hear one more time. I, if you don't buy out the sound of the music, then we're going to heat the fire up and we're going to burn throw you in it and burn you up and he said okay we're not slow to answer you you know what I think they would have said in 2017 Brother Porfield we're not slow to answer you old king this is fake news real progress daily they went through that I went through that do you know that man stood up and he said, he walked out the door and he left. He come back about five minutes later. He said, uh, I said, where'd you go, man? You just want me to come back? He said, no, I stood at the door and said, what in the world I want to go in there for? And forfeit everything God has put in my life. Right. And stood in there and we just went there and we just had a good, good time talking. And these people were screaming and hollering the next morning. They couldn't even find their heads. Somebody said, oh, you just don't know what we did last night because we don't know either. What fun is that? I've seen people in the church all these years. I've seen them hoot and holler. Y'all think y'all shouting and you just jump them down. You need to see these women when they get loose in the Holy Ghost and start doing this right here. The freaks and hippies in my day used to talk about their grandmas. They said, oh, I've been around those holy rollers. Somebody don't call me a holy roller. You just haven't rolled in here enough. You need to take over your environment. Sometimes, I'm not going to call it pride, but what else could I call it? Sometimes we have to let some things out of our way. What people, other people think. Sometimes, you know, when we run, it's like running around Jericho wall. When we march, clapping our hands and, and shouting, that's like the trumpets of the priests going around Jericho's wall. Do you know when we roll, it's like we are rolling the devil up in the hide and the flesh and everything. Somebody says, I don't believe that. I saw some young men years ago rolling on the staircase, just jumping, taking place. And they'll do that in football. Well, that's oh, that's okay. But we can't exercise before the Lord. Amen. And when we were exercising His righteousness, and when we get through, Amen, we feel like we've accomplished something. Amen. We didn't glorify the flesh. We tore the flesh down. Do you think the flesh wanted to do that? No. But the spirit in it is coming. But the flesh is weak. I believe that we need to be more demonstrative in our worship because the enemy comes in like a flood and we need to raise a standard up before him. Amen. Praise God. Do you know, it's, it's amazing that that 
that Daniel had a problem with his, they had a problem with his prayer life. That's the only thing they could find about him. That that's why they made a decree. And they said, we can, the only thing we can do is catch him at his God. Let me tell you something. They know that nothing else is going to tempt you. They know that you're not going to go up because of this temptation. That they're going to try to cross you up your God. That's the big rule of Satan. Satan has no power. The only power he has is God allows it. And God allows him to come in when he gets us, when the devil gets us crossed up with God. I'm growing daily. Every day I'm getting a little stronger. Real progress every day. I'm getting a little more understanding. I didn't understand it all at first. I thought I was just the, the rowdy one of the bunch. We would pray and, I, and we started our youth group because we were the only youth in it. We had two other people, man, they were stragglers. And I got in this thing and somebody said, now listen, if you want a youth group, you got to meet up there and pray. Well, I didn't even know how to pray. We were having a prayer meeting one time and one of the brothers with me, he was rebuking the devil and some noise was coming out from the back and uh, of the, of the rostrum and there's doors like this and the man he got us scared you know he said devil I rebuke you and I could just, my flesh was standing up I said my God whatever he's seeing I'm feeling <laughs> I see nothing he went on about five minutes and finally whoever was making that racket come out and the pastor's daughter said quit, quit calling me the devil <laughs> we'd have prayer meetings and we'd get another little in the old church and we'd kick the chairs over. And we'd be shouting. And I know I was in the flesh, but my God, you'll always be in the flesh. Right. I was trying to learn how to have faith and have a prayer meeting. Amen. I just hate these. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God, move. Oh, move here. My God, I wish somebody would come in praying. I remember one time in our church here, Brother Porterfield called an early morning prayer meeting. And I told my wife, I said, I'm not going unless God keeps me up all night long. I, Brother Court, I stayed up all night long. I promise you, this is a man of God. If you don't believe it, you believe it now. I stayed up all night. Sister Becky, I want to tell you something. I was on, in my car driving 10 miles an hour down to that old church. I said, when we get down there, I'm going to pray like I pray and hide. And I remember when I got down there and prayed, and Brother Porterfield anointed me, and I anointed him when it was feet going up and then getting back up, feet up there. We're just knocking each other out praying. When you make up your mind, it's the will of God for you to resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You'll be charged of prayer meeting, and it doesn't matter what's going on. You can pray. I like at our house up there, I, I get to praying, and I wear my earbuds, and Danae's left her mutt up there, and uh, it's the most small dog I have ever seen in my life. I could be praying, and she drops a toy beside my leg, so I said, God, I'm going to have to do something to get her to quit doing that and bother me. I'm trying to touch you, and I forgot about her one night, and I had those earbuds in, I got to screaming. Sound like a woman dying. About an hour later, I come out of it, man. I was like, I made real progress daily. I was zoned. And she said, what, were you, what happened? You scared this dog to death. It came here. <laughs> you know what we need to do? We need to scare the, the varmints around our lives. Some of us learned 
I talked to Brother Will Banks, and he said years ago, there wasn't nothing for people to hear other people praying in these woods and hollers. He said, you could hear them. And what happened is, we forgot earplugs. You get some earplugs and you put them in or those earbuds in your ear, you won't know that you're doing all that. But I'm telling you one thing, you will know what you touch when you touch it. He will turn your world upside down. This praying quiet, it's just, it's all right when you're praying over your food. But somewhere, that lamb has to close that door and turn into the line of Judah. And you've got to come in there with a ring. You're going to take it by storm. You're going to take it by prayer and power. Amen. It's anointing. I remember our trio. I remember our trio. We had over 50 young people. Uh, the girls came with the boys. Speaking in tongues, running the aisles, shouting, bucking, dancing. Praise God. Always winning people to God because we've made our mind up. We are not going to take of the king's days. We will take the promotions of God. We will go forward in God. We will complete these things. As our assignments come. Every day is a new trial. New test. And let me tell you something. If you don't pass it in college and high school, if you don't pass it, what do they let you do? They are so good to you to let you take it again. How many have to take a few tests over? We've got three or four honest people in this life. God will let you take a test over and over. And some of us older ones look at our children and grandchildren and watch them and they say, I don't know why I'm going through this. Because you haven't passed it. God is good. He is a father. He wants you to pass your test. And when you pass your test, you will excel. Amen. Daniel had to. You think that God's going to... That, that is for as schoolmaster to the New Testament. It is a schoolmaster to us to learn from. When Daniel went through this and, 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 and they, they brought him in there because he was praying and said, Oh, Daniel, the, the, the king, Cyrus, was grievously sore. That means he was aggravated at these people that was aggravating and trying to touch his leader. And he was so mad at himself for signing this in the law that he had to go through with it. And so when he put it in, he put the king's seal on it, an earthly king. But what went down there with Daniel? A real living God king. Amen. And the Bible says he shut the mouths of the lions. They weren't hungry. They were just standing there. And, and that king, listen, you may be going through something right now because somebody has found fault and you're walking with God and trying to destroy you. But guess what? The one, amen, that has been supporting you and taking care of you, they can't even sleep because of the wrong. God is waking people up, amen, saying, it's not right, it's not right, it's not right. Yeah, come on. Yes, sir. I've gone through things in my life personally that I don't want to share, but I want to tell you this. I've had people call me. What are you going through? Every one of us has been moving somewhere in our lives to pray for people because God saw it wasn't right. And God started moving. And He knew promotion was coming if you would hold on, if you wouldn't throw the towel in. Now I'm preaching to the choir tonight because those other people are good people, but I mean the ones that are going to be here are here tonight and you get a hold of this do not let nothing move you out of it 
We don't care if they build a fire and furnace 35 feet high, two miles wide. You don't want no part of it, amen. You're not going to bow your knee, but if you have to be destroyed, you're willing to be destroyed for the name of the Lord. You're willing, because you know who can not only destroy the body, but the soul also. The Bible says that they heated them. They were so mad, they heated the fire up so big, seven times hotter. And the king's orders were so urgent that they just grabbed them boys. And they and they, and they brought them in there. And the mighty men that threw them in, the mightiest in the kingdom that threw them in, they were killed because of the heat of that fire. Oh, Let me tell you something. When they took Daniel, that seal off of that lion's den, that old king said, Oh, Daniel! Come on, come on. Oh, yes. Oh, heaven. I'm leg sore. I've been up all night long, oh, Daniel. Right. Has your God delivered you? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, it's a beautiful morning. When you come through a trial, when you come through the other side of sickness, when you come through uh, and your financial overcome, your, your blessings, amen, hallelujah. My God, let's love the Lord just for a moment. Let's love the Lord just for a moment. Oh, oh God. David, how are you doing? I heard that you've been with those few sheep. Now you come up here now again. You want to see how this battle is going. I know the knowledge is very hard. I know why you're really here, David. And then that roar. That sin roar. If you're a child of God, when God first pulls you into church, you will hate that roar. The devil is as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may be devour. One day you're listening to country music and rock and roll, and you don't even want to hear it now. You all you want to hear is the Lord saying, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Hallelujah. All you want to do is you know that you gave God what's His and He gives you what's yours. And every time you go through something, you say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm making real progress daily. I'm making real progress daily. It don't look like it. It don't look like it. But I... You see, David didn't wait to promote himself. His promotion came from his father. Many people believe David was an illegitimate son. That's what they believe. And so when he showed up with that food, that his father, his adopted father, now that's the difference between having a kid and an accident, everybody having an accident, we didn't mean to have that. You won't ever tell them that, but oh, you didn't mean to do that. Seven was another, one. he didn't want number eight. But when you adopt somebody, you walk in there and say, this is what I want. I want a black-haired boy. I want him to wear glasses just like Corey. I want him to wear brown shoes. He's got the prettiest pink pants I've ever seen. You start, you come in because that's what you want. God chose us and adopted us because He saw us and He saw what He wanted. Amen. Hallelujah. He wanted us. Amen. You need to lift your hands up right now. You need to tell the Lord, I know you wanted me, Lord. I know I'm making real progress daily. I'm getting through this right now. I'm getting through this. I'm... But I hear a roar out 
there, I hear a roar, I hear a roar. Daniel's hearing a roar in the lion's den. Hallelujah. And the three Hebrews are hearing a roar. Amen. And the fire is burning. And if they got through, you think God is going to let us go through the simple things that we go through and fail? He's already heard his word. He's already heard his word. I read it to you earlier. You may not have caught it. But he said this in Jeremiah 1 and 12. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen. For I will hasten my word and perform it. You know what he was talking about? He was talking to him. And he said, I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. I chose you to be a prophet unto the nations. I'm going to put you over the world promises. Whatever you speak, amen, I'm going to honor it. And, and Jeremiah lived to be an old man. And he saw this. And, and when he saw all this, the Lord said, I'm going to hasten to perform my word. You need to lift your hands up right now and quit feeling sorry for yourself. Amen. Say, God, I, I'm, I'm progressing. I'm progressing. I'm progressing. I'm progressing. I thought everybody, I thought when I got this thing, I hope I make it a year. I hope I make it a week. I hope I make it another week. I didn't know. I had hard times, but every day, every day, man, I, I get up with a, a vision that I was going to make some real progress every day. You don't know what it's like to have to pay for a home 10 years and then have to walk off the lead and just lose it. And you could have sold it and something, just something went wrong. You could have used that extra twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. You start all over. But you got to remember, he's going to hasten his words to perform what's concerning you. I got some promises. I got some prophecies that I have yet to see fulfilled. I've got many of them that I've seen, but I have got some, and I keep thinking in my mind, I'm, I'm not leaving. I don't care what kind of army comes in. I don't care what kind of fire my body puts myself in. I don't care what kind of fever I go into. I don't care what kind of sick. If many of you don't know me, but many of you do, that for 10 years, 12 years, I walked so bad, it looked like a hideous thing coming walking up. I had a health problem. I had cancer. I had all kinds of problems with my body. And I know that, that people just hadn't really had mercy on me to use me. I'd show up in, a, in an airplane in a wheelchair and preach miracles. And I and I take and the Lord when He finally healed me, I, I told him a guy's all busted up. He's a pastor. And he said, "I love to see God do these miracles, brother, but I'm so sick." I said, "Do not back down. Do not back down. Jump in the fire. Just tell the devil you're not going to be your knee. But when, he, when you finally get enough fire going in your life, you'll get loose. You'll get loose. You'll get loose. And the things that hold you. And the Bible says that they cannot even have the smoke of the fire on." You know what that means? When I went through, I can't even remember it. Oh, when I was going, and they said there was a fourth one. That's what that king did. He bent over there and he looked in there and he said, "Well, there, there's four in there. Did we not just throw three? See, when God always adds up things. Without that fourth one, they would have been destroyed. It's all right to have clicks as long as it's a Jesus click." Don't try to get a click on your own. It's a, this is a little group. Yeah. Well, I'm running out of time. Nobody said 
That means she's ready to run out of time. First John 2 and 1 says, My little children, these things write out unto you. That you sin not. And if any man sin, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. One of the hardest things as a young person you'll face is try to get yourself into the battle. Oh, nobody used me or I can't do this. David comes off the battlefield with the sheep and the, and the lion and the bear. And then he starts rallying against that roar. And he starts telling what needs to happen. And the people start telling him what the king is going to do. He's going to make you free. He's going to release. He's going to release you from all your debt. Not only that, he's going to let you marry his daughter. This is, you're going to move into the lineage of the king. It's hard when you're trying to conduct business of the Lord and keep things going. And you try to notice everything, but there are some things you just maybe overlook. Saul didn't recognize David, though Saul had David playing in his house. David was dressed as a shepherd. He told him, he said, he heard his story and he told him, he said, you can't fight this man. He's a man of war. From his youth up, he's trained to be a man of war. He's just so big. So big. Everybody was worried about how big Goliath was. David was thought, well, he's so big, I won't, be able, I won't miss him. I'll surely find him. you got to understand something. That devil and the pile of that devil out there in the world is big. You just get you part of it. You won't miss anything when you get out there and you start doing what God wants you to do. You start aiming just like he did. I don't think it was the skill that David had. I think it was the willingness to be part of something that was of the sovereign God. And it was the approach against God. Goliath come back and he said, what am I, a dog? And you look up the interpretation of that. He was saying, what am I, a transvestite, sodomite? Did you send this little boy out here? Why? You have insulted me. I will rip his bones apart. I will scatter him all of the birds and the fowls of the air will eat his flesh. Come to me. And as David ran towards him and slung that stone, and made that famous quote, come to me with a spear, shield, and sword. 
There are really two of them. The armor bearer and the Goliath. He dropped head first. Took that sword and carved his head off. Took that head back into Jerusalem. And put the armor in his house, which was his tent, which is back in Bethlehem. Am I telling you it's going to be easy? No. It's going to be tough. But God will bless you. Daniel's down there and he don't know what I've done to be in this place. What have I done? Just pray. I've got lions all around me trying to devour me. Let me tell you something. When you go under such persecution that you're about to be destroyed, there'll be something opened up in the spirit realm that you won't normally see. Daniel saw the angel of the Lord stand there with him. Why don't you lift your hand? Some of you have been praying to see angels, but you're saying, why am I going through what I'm going through? Why am I? You need to make a way right now. You need to start walking up there right now. And the reason you're going through because you asked to go through it. You wanted to be top. You wanted to be head of what your family. You want to see your family and your children saved. You want to see your neighbors changed. Amen. God is calling. you got to understand you've made real progress daily, every day. You've been making real progress. Look how far you have come. ready to come to you and I will not be burdensome to you for I seek not yours but you for the children ought not to lay up to the parents for the parents for the children I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth Hallelujah. You're making real progress. After those three Hebrews came out of there, that king turned around and said, I want to make another decree. That the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, He is God of the entire earth. Hallelujah. We're going to bow knee to Him right now. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift your heart to God? Why don't you take the neighbor by the hand and start lifting it up just a little bit more? God's not through it. You've made real progress right now. But you've been making it daily for years. And why art thou disquiet in me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. I'm making real progress. Making real progress.